you think you've experienced nirvana, and now you can't believe that that nirvana has turned into an emotional nightmare. Where is that person that you thought they were? Are they hiding, or are they gone, or were they just a mirage? Welcome to this podcast of my inner torch. I call this podcast the emotional con game. And that's really what it is because we have been sold a bill of goods. We were love bombed. We were shown somebody that didn't really exist. Cluster B's are very good at shape shifting, making themselves into something that you so desire. They're very good at picking up on cues of what you want of what you desire, what you need. My wife told me she was going to be the ultimate loving wife, that we were going to be intimate. There'd be an infinite amount of time together. We were going to be close. And yet, nothing could be farther from the truth 21 years later. I was conned. And it's very difficult for us, us, who are being abused, to kind of come to terms with that. I think we have a self-defense mechanism built into us, like the cluster B does. We can't believe and we cannot accept that we were somehow, some way misled, that we bought into it, that we fell in love with something that didn't exist. Cluster Bs are excellent marketers of themselves. They use several weapons in their arsenal, flattery, the love bombing, sex, the physical contact, the, the, the availability of that on a constant basis. And then it's taken away from us, sometimes in one fell swoop, sometimes over a matter of time. And that leaves us wondering, what did we do wrong? Because again, the cluster B is very good about making us feel like we are responsible for their lack of character, for their lack of following through, for their lack of being able to love. It's our fault. Somehow it has to be our fault. Here's a saying that resonated with me. Regardless of however mentally high functioning a narcissist or cluster B appears, he or she has the emotional intelligence of an angry, irrational young child. I've mentioned this in many podcasts. One of my most popular podcasts that goes back almost two years ago is one where I covered emotional intelligence. And we'll talk about it again because cluster B's don't have any emotional intelligence. I've said this before in a previous podcast, a friend of mine kind of started to help me come out of the fog. He was a narcissist. I no longer have contact with him because he was a toxic person, but he recognized that my wife was emotionally retarded. Okay. She has no emotional intelligence. Her emotional intelligence stopped developing when she was a very young child by design. She didn't mature. That's why I've told you many, many times. It is not possible for these people to truly love on an adult emotional level on an intimate level. They love in a very infantile way. Hence the love bombing. They will shower you with love. 
They will shower you with sex. They will be beguiling. And then all of a sudden they turn it off like a faucet because they use it as a weapon. It is a means to the end to bring you into the fold, to bring you into their emotional orbit. It is an emotional con game. It's no different than going on the street with somebody that has a ball and three cups and you put your money down and you swear that you know where that that ball is, which cup it's under, but for some reason it's not there. You're being conned. And I know and I understand how painful it is for any of us, including myself, to admit that I wasted so much time thinking it was my fault, thinking I had to do better, thinking I had to sweep things under the rug. And it's even more painful now, and I've related to this in previous podcasts, knowing that I'm living a lie each and every day. So yes, things are civil between myself and my wife. We don't have the big blow-ups. We don't have me storming out of the house, her storming out of the house. That drama is not here. As I said, if you came into this household, you would be hard-pressed to see that there was anything wrong in our marriage because she plays the part. Now, she's not doting on me. She's not loving on me, but she's very kind and I'm very civil to her. There's no open arguments. There's no storming out of places. But this marriage is a miserable existence for me. For my wife, it's not. I'm her supply. I'm here to pay the bills and make the trains run on time. That's all I do. My wife doesn't care about me in a personal way. And she's said that many times. These are the red flags that I didn't pay attention to because I thought, well, maybe she's saying it because I'm not doing something right. Maybe I can change myself. Maybe I can buy her some flowers. Maybe I can do something. I remember making a list of things to talk about with my wife, things that she wanted to talk about so that she would be happy. Why do we do that? Where's the let's make each other happy? What can we do to make each other happy? And this is why I'm grappling with this notion that my wife has that when we come to the point where we sell our house, and I've mentioned this many times before, that we're going to buy another house together. And that's not because she wants to be with me. It's not because she loves me. It's because she needs my half of the money to get what she wants. It's all about taking and not giving. She wants to move. So yeah, she'll tolerate me. And yeah, we'll live in separate rooms. We'll continue living our lives the way that we do. And this is where you have to decide, and I have, what is a deal breaker and what isn't? What will you tolerate and what won't you? Okay. Can you see yourself? And we've talked about this before too. Can you see yourself in the same situation because it will not change six months down the road, a year down the road, especially if you're dating somebody, if you're married or this person is a family member, it is a different dynamic. You can't say, I'll never see my mother again. Well, you could, but chances are you don't want to because there's a connection there. Same thing with a father, an uncle, a sister, a brother. But if you're dating somebody and this person is neglecting you, they are abusing you and all you're doing is trying to please them and there ain't no pleasing them, then what are you doing? Why are you doing what you are doing? And if you're in a marriage, no matter how long it is, 
and you're miserable and you're sad. Why are you doing what you're doing? Are you doing it because you have children and because you're fearful of what will happen when you divorce a cluster B? And yes, that is a nightmare in and of itself. But why are you staying? Why are you staying? Is it because you're trauma bonded? Is it because you think things are going to get better? Because I hate to say it, they won't. Yeah, you may get a renaissance period. You may get a luminary period where somehow, some way, the cluster B feeds you some breadcrumbs, okay? Shows you a, a vision of what you used to have. And then you're right back where you started from. This is what I don't understand when people leave relationships that are abusive in their very makeup and then they go back. Why? Why do you do that? If you've been in the push pull in the rubber band syndrome, why? Why do you snap back? I can tell you right now with conviction that when and if I leave this relationship, I am ripping the cloth. I am not coming back. And I can assure you that my wife will not give me the opportunity. This is one of those circumstances that I'm very convicted in, and I'm not going to presume her behaviors, but I'm pretty sure that the day that I ever go to my wife and say, you know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. She certainly won't be grabbing onto my shirt or onto my pants and I'll be dragging her out the door and she's begging me to stay. She's one of those people that will say, fine, goodbye, go leave. I don't care. I never liked you in the beginning though. That type of person. So I I really am very surprised and very shocked when I read about people that talk about, yeah, I left and I've gone no contact and they're reaching out to me and I don't know what to do. Don't get back in contact with them. It's as plain and simple as day. Why would you? Why would you be hoovered back into a bad relationship? Why? I don't understand that. I don't understand. And why would you get involved with another cluster B? Why would you be attracted to another borderline, another narcissist? We all do it. We all have the propensity to do it because we have that personality trait. We want to help people. We want to fix them. We want to make them a better person. Folks, you can't do it. You can make yourself a better person. That's the rub. You can make yourself a better person. You can't make them a better person. So stop trying. Heal yourself in the relationship or outside of it. Heal yourself. Find yourself. You've lost yourself. You've lost your identity. You are part of their circus. You are part of their emotional con game. They are emotional con artists. Straight up. And there will be people out there at myinnertorch at gmail.com that may challenge that. But at the end of the day, that's what they are. They have conned you into a relationship. They have conned you into staying They have shown you something that doesn't exist. Okay? It's snake oil. That's exactly what it is. As I said, it's no different than the ball in the cup. You think you know where that ball is. You don't. You think you know them. You don't. You'll never know them. They don't know themselves. They don't have an identity. They seek that through you. You provide that to them. And then when they get done and they're tired of the identity that you're showing and they don't like you anymore, well, then they discard you like a piece of trash. 
And then we're left reeling. And then we're left going to the bulletin boards saying, I don't know what happened. Why did this happen? I love this person so much. What do you love? You're loving a mirage. You fell in love with a mirage. You were out in the desert. You saw something that you thought was there and it isn't. And that's what you have to understand. And yes, I will leave you with this thought. It is incredibly painful. Very painful. I'm going through it right now. Each and every day I'm reminded of how stupid I was, how silly I was to think that I was in a relationship. And it is hurtful to me for my wife to sit here and talk about a future because I don't want part of that. I don't want part of that. And I will not repeat this cycle. I will not do that for my own self-worth and neither should you. New episodes uploaded each and every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. This has been my Inner Torch. Torch.